I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Carlos Soler, and this is La Liga Lowdown. Hi, I'm Luis Garcia, and you're listening to La Liga Lowdown. Hi, I'm Pablo Machin. This is La Liga Lowdown. Yes, that's the man whose team are top of La Liga. Congratulations, Pablo, and I'm David Garrido. Welcome along to this La Liga Lowdown mini-pod with Redis Karnov and broadcast on Sirius XMFC 157 in North America. Well, match day 13 means that we are a third of the way through a compelling season in Spain's top division, and yet again, the lead changes hands. Here's what's coming up in the next half an hour. The big game of the weekend finishes Atletico Madrid 1, Barcelona 1. So Ewan looked at the key duel between returning Gio Diego Costa and Samuel Umtiti. The pair battled hard throughout before almost coming to blows in the 71st minute as they had a coming together. Play was stopped for a whole 95 seconds because of that row between Umtiti and Costa. Which means that Sevilla are table toppers after their 1-0 win over Real Valladolid. Now we thought that Real Madrid had turned a corner, maybe not after going down 3-0 at Eibar, while Espanyol suffered a defeat at home for the first time this season in a Catalan derby against Girona. Here's Roman. Girona have to thank two players which are proving essential this season. Bono and of course Stuani. Having those two players at both ends of the pitch is definitely worth its weight in gold. Shock horror. Valencia make their home fans happy. A first win of the Liga campaign for them at Mestalla against Rayo and Paco was there to see it. Santi Mina had in store plenty of flair to become Valencia's top scorer in only a matter of weeks and is hands down their most informed player and some surprising defeats towards the bottom. Leganes beat Alaves, dropping Athletic into the relegation zone. And once again, Los Leones couldn't hold on to a lead, this time against Hidafe, as Alex explains. It's all about psychology, because if you watch the matches, Athletic are often the better side. It's just that they don't know how to handle being in the lead, as they're too afraid to lose it, which is why they end up losing it. There's VAR controversy too. That's all on the way for you. What a way to come back from the international break. Atletico Madrid against Barcelona, third against first at kickoff, and after the dust settled, well, Diego Simeone is still waiting for his first La Liga win over Barca. 1-1 the final score at the Wanda in a game dominated by the visitors in terms of having the ball, 69.5%, with Atletico camped in their two banks of four, trying to close down the space, asphyxiate the champions in Lionel Messi, and then attack on the break. And they succeeded, well, almost. All the action in the last 15 minutes of the game. Griezmann preparing to take the corner kick. Is this the moment for the Atleti breakthrough? Oh, it nearly was. Oh, it is. Costa, it's gone in. 
everybody held their breath for a second or two there, wondering whether it had actually gone in or round the side of the goal. It was the big moment for Atletico Madrid. It is Costa's first goal against Barcelona, and it is, as we stand, Atletico Madrid going top of the table. Messi, it's a lovely pass, Dembele, and a goal! Final touch of Lucas Hernandez, but Dembele will be claiming it, and Atletico Madrid have been breached. Full credit to Barcelona, they were hunting their prey, and it was that little touch from Messi that just opened up the time for Dembele. But they got the deflection off Lucas Hernandez, and it is 1-1. Well, that's how the goals went in on 11 sports in the UK, gutting for Atleti fans because they'd be sitting top of the table had they just held out. Koke reflected as much, saying the draw didn't mean much, having been ahead with so little time in the game left. Simeone bemoaned his side's luck, especially the shot from Osman Dembele at the end, which went under the legs of both Jan Oblak and Lucas Hernandez trying to clear the ball off the line. Osage Busquets claimed that Atleti's style of play wasn't much fun but had to be respected and Ernesto Valverde backed Dembele saying that he has things that other players don't. Self-confidence, personality and he can shoot with both feet. Let's chat with our man in Madrid, Ewan McTier, about this game. Uh, no secret we had a clash of styles at the Wonder at the Barcelona dominated possession but that Atletico's compact play denied them the space they craved. Let's look a little deeper though Ewan. Are there any personal duels or special performances that caught the eye in this one? I really enjoyed the Samuel Umtiti versus Diego Costa smackdown bout. This was Mtiti's first action since September as he returned from a knee injury and he was excellent against a Diego Costa who showed much more fight and grit than in recent weeks. The pair battled hard throughout before almost coming to blows in the 71st minute as they had a coming together. Play was stopped for a whole 95 seconds because of that row between Umtiti and Costa for which both were booked. In the end, Costa had the last laugh as he got his first La Liga goal since February and his first in 18 league matches by losing Rafinha, his marker, at a corner to head home. Overall, Costa's battle with Mtiti and with Jared Pique, who I thought had his best game of the season, was absolutely fascinating to watch. And from an Atleti point of view, obviously frustrating for Oblak to concede so late, but it's still only the ninth league goal he's let in this season in 13 games. He's such a key figure for Los Colchoneros. So where are we at with his contract renewal? What we know is that Oblak currently has a contract until 2021, and that his release clause is 100 million euros, 20 million euros more than the current record fee for goalkeeper, which was set by Chelsea in the summer when they signed Kepa. The latest reports from the more trustworthy newspapers in Spain is that Oblak has been offered a new deal which would see his salary double from 5 to 10 million euros and that would push his release clause up to 200 million euros. However, the fact that Antoine Griezmann is currently earning over 20 million euros a year is said to be a real issue and one of the reasons why Oblak and his representatives are stalling. Simeone was asked about the issue last week and said that Oblak has a clear idea of what he wants without elaborating further. Stay tuned to this one. We have a new transfer telenovela in Madrid. Cheers, Ewan. Well, Barca are nursing some injuries after that game, notably Rafinha, who damaged anterior cruciate ligaments in his right knee, and Sergio Roberto, suffering an injury to his left leg. Now, by the way, uh, that was our chosen game for Partidazo Predictions. It's a video that we do on our YouTube channel each and every Friday. Uh, go check it out. YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown is the channel URL, or quite simply put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine. Well, I finally get my first three points of the season for getting the scoreline spot on. 
Thank you, Usman. And no one else went for a draw, let alone 1-1. One, one, so no other points dished out. Here is how the overall table looks now. Ewan on 13 points. Likewise, back of Bolit. I move up to eight points along with Roman de Arquer, And Alex Johnson is on six. <laughs> Well, that result at the Wanda left the door open for Sevilla to take advantage, and that is what they did. 1-0 winners at home to Real Valladolid. Andre Silva on the half hour with his eighth league goal of the season. A close-range header from across from the superb Pablo Sarabia, twisting, turning, and providing his fifth assist of this La Liga campaign. Now, Valladolid had been pretty absent in the first half, but they were better in the second, especially after the introduction of Enes Unal. The Turkish striker had two goals ruled out for offside, one because Donny Villa was beyond the last defender, the other his own fault, both correct decisions. The visitors tried to ramp up the pressure by bringing on Daniel Verde and Leo Suarez, but to no avail. Sevilla keeper Thomas Vatschlik was as safe as houses, denying Unal and Verde and Pablo Machin's side are top. And they only need a point at Stade Liège in Belgium on Thursday, and they'll seal their place in the last 32 of the Europa League as well. So things are ticking along nicely now at the sanchez Pizjuan. Now, before the international break, Real Madrid were just four points off the top after four wins in a row in all competitions. Surely they wouldn't just implode away to Eibar after the break. Well, guess what? Quicker weather again. Good move. This. Oh, and caught on with a big save. Then turned in, but with it count. Well, Eibar think they've scored here. We've got to check this, Joe. I don't think there's, there's anything wrong with this. Juliana Montero in Madrid has said goal. And Ibar Dooley. Close. Ball bouncing towards Andrea Thurber. And he took a poor touch there. Pucarea has a big chance. Now it's 2-0 to Ibar. Tucked away by Sergi Enrique. Escalante. Ball the way of Kike. That's a nice touch by him. Decent ball been too. Just flicked away by Carvajal in the front of Escalante. And Pucarea. Oh, chance for a third. Can you believe this? It's astonishing. 3-0 to Ibar. So an historic victory for Los Armeros. Their first ever win over Madrid at the 11th time of asking. And what's even more galling for Los Blancos is that it was a player on loan from Barcelona B who was the architect of their downfall. Marco Gurea was involved in all three goals and was a constant threat down the left-hand side. Eibar now top half, just two points behind the European champions who've won less than half of their games in La Liga. And Madrid are having mares in the Basque country. It's the second time they've been there to face a supposed minnow and lost. But this was way worse than the 1-0 defeat at Alaves. Caught cold is putting it mildly. They could barely string three passes together despite having 61% possession. The criticism after this game was pretty damning. Rafael Varane said that Madrid weren't comfortable and that it's a collective problem. Sergio Ramos said the players lacked the right attitude, while head coach Santi Torari said that Eibar played with guts and courage but Madrid didn't rise to the challenge. Next up, Roma away in the Champions League. A win takes them through. Anything else means that they could get knocked out on the final match day by CSK Moscow, so still plenty of peril surrounding Madrid. In a way, it's lucky the teams around them didn't do better. Espanyol suffered a rare home defeat against Girona by three goals to one in the Catalan derby at the Ercedera Stadium, a venue where Los Pericos hadn't even dropped a point, let alone lost a game. But Girona impressed from the off. Cristian Stuani scored twice inside the first six minutes to give the home side a real shock. Both goals were headers, the first from a Carlos Planas cross, and the second time it was Alex Garcia who assisted from a corner. Stuani is now 
Liga's top scorer with 10 goals ahead of Messi, Suarez and Iago Aspas. But Espanyol finished the first half strongly. They threatened in the second, eventually getting their award with Borja Iglesias' finish at the second attempt. But then Girona put the seal on the victory when substitute Seydou Dumbia broke free, burst into the box, found himself one-on-one -on -one with Diego Lopez, had his initial shot saved, but put home the rebound. A quite superb result for Eusebio Sacristán's Girona. They are unbeaten in six overall and they remain the only unbeaten team away in La Liga. Let's get more on this from La Liga Lodan's Roman de Arquer. Roman, of course, Stuani will grab the headlines again. What was so impressive about Girona's performance overall to not only ruin Espanyol's 100% home record, but also inflict their first home defeat of the season? Girona have to thank two players which are proving essential this season. Bono and, of course, Stuani. Both of them have been key in most of Girona's 20 points so far. The team as a whole definitely defends compactly, especially when playing away, and is capable of building up good plays to create chances. But having those two players at both ends of the pitch is definitely worth its weight in gold. It also has to be said that Espanyol weren't defending at their best. When following their home games, I was usually surprised with how intense and well coordinated they were at the back. But today that wasn't the case. Conceding two goals in the first six minutes of the game proves that. And from there on, they were obviously more worried about scoring, so they did suffer when Girona countered. Despite being two goals down, Rubi's men did have more ball possession and never gave up on their style. But they were lacking that bit of luck to hold on to their phenomenal home streak. Thank you for that, Roman. Well, that is it for part one of this Ali Galodan mini pot. And in part two, we will hear about VAR controversy plus much needed wins for Valencia and Villarreal at home. We'll see you shortly. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to 
to the Stanley Lowdown mini pod with Redis Sakanov and broadcast on Sirius XMSC 157 in North America. So four games down, six more to go, and we continue in the Madrid suburbs where we had a bit of a surprise result on Friday night. I say surprise, nothing should really surprise us in La Liga this season, given that it's so competitive and seriously, anyone can beat anyone on their day, it would appear. Leganes had beaten Barcelona at home, they'd held Atletico at home, they fought back to draw against Real Sociedad at home, and now they also beat surprise package Alaves at home 1-0 the final score and Ewan McTeer was there at Fortress Butarque With this win Leganes have now lost just twice in 8 La Liga matches winning 3 and drawing 3 as well over that mini run again they used a back 5 formation with which they beat Barcelona and now Alaves the team with the most possession in the league and the other team with the least as might have been expected this was a gritty agricultural kind of game the ball spent almost as much time in the air in the first half as it did on the ground with both sides looking to create chances through winning headers it was actually through an overhit Alan Neom cross that Lega created their goal as Jonathan Silva collected on the opposite flank and recycled it back into the box for Yusuf and Nezri to score into the second half, with Alaves forced to be a bit more adventurous, Leganes created chances on the break. They didn't take any, but that didn't matter, as they won 1-0 to help Mauricio Pellegrino enjoy a win over his former team, boosting his job security in the process. The wee kid in front of me was seeing Campeones at full time. They're pretty happy in Leganes right now. Well, in terms of reaction to this one, Mauricio Pellegrino also said he was pretty happy, particularly with the connection between the team and the fans of Butarque, and he hoped that they would continue that way at home, but improve away where they still haven't won in La Liga. In fact, of the 13 points they've got, 11 have been at home. For Abelardo, the game had been decided by fine details, but he said he was proud of his players. Above all, Alaves had to be humble and know their objectives for the season, which is, he said once again, basically to stay up. Well, the next two league games are against two of the top three, Sevilla and Mesorotza, and then Atletico away at the Wanda. Now then, fancy some VAR controversy? Of course you do. A La Liga match day isn't complete without a bit of ranting and raving from someone about the video assistant referee. Well, the first instance came towards the end of an entertaining game at the Estadio El Alcoraz, which finished Huesca 2, Levante 2. Uh, the home side took the lead as Gucho Hernandez's delightful lofted ball over the top was chested by Cristian Rivera into his own path and he nicked it past Oyer. Before then, Roger Martí equalised with a header in first half stoppage time, Coque with the cross. It was another header from Javier Cheta which put Huesca back in front, this time for a free kick delivered to the back post by David Ferreiro. But once again, Levante equalised. Coque's through ball into Jason, a layoff to Emmanuel Berteng, who fired past Alexander Jovanovic. Now, here is the controversial bit. The assistant referee had flagged Jason offside and Wesker boss Francisco claimed that his players stopped because they'd heard the referee's whistle, allowing Berteng to fire home. Now, the VAR checked Jason's positioning. He was onside, so Wesker's protestations were in vain and Levante's equaliser stood 2-2 the final Final score. Well, Francisco was livid about it, talking about the injustice of that decision, while Levante's Paco Lopez said that it was a good point because it wasn't one of their better games. To the next VAR flashpoint in the game between struggling athletic club and Hidafe, or despite Toto Berizzo naming an experienced team for the hosts, it was a 20-year-old who was their star. Peru Nolascoain scored a superb header from a Benyat free kick. He'd previously netted in Athletic's only previous victory of the season against Leganes on the opening day, and he was on course to be as decisive here only for Jaime Mata to Cypher at home Amatandai's cross for a simple finish from close range for 1-1. Aritz Aruriz then headed against the post after that but could Hetafe have had a golden chance to win it right at the death? Jaime Mata seems absolutely convinced that Hetafe should have had a penalty 
in the final minute of added time. He has been booked for his remonstrations. Here's the replay. And look at Inigo Martinez with his arms all around Jaime Mata. And you can see why Mata is complaining. Well, those complaints carried on to social media, where Jaime Mata asked the energy company Iberdrola if the power had gone in the VAR booth in Madrid. And Vitorino Antunes also Instagrammed a picture of the grapple on Mata. I know, the irony, right? Hedafe players moaning about getting manhandled, but with good reason on this occasion. Ah, well, at least their unbeaten away run stretches to seven games in all competitions. In fact, Hedafe's only defeat on the road this season was away to Real Madrid on that opening weekend. And what about Athletic? Well, once again, they simply can't keep hold of a lead. It's 13 points they've surrendered from winning positions. Had they held on to those points, they would, in theory, be joint top of the La Liga table. Instead, they're third bottom and very below par by their own standards. Alex Johnson is our lady in the north of Spain. Um, Alex, how can you explain this inability to hold on to a lead? And also, how serious is this now for Toto Berizzo? And is there anything that Athletic fans can be positive about? Berizzo himself pointed out the problem in his post-press conference saying your confidence is affected after not winning several games. You feel unstable and that leads you to do things wrong. He pointed to insecurity when they take the lead and end up very disorganized. And I think that he is completely right. It's all about psychology. Because if you watch the matches, Athletic are often the better side. It's just that they don't know how to handle being in the lead. As they are too afraid to lose it, which is why they end up losing it. It's a serious situation for Toto, but at the same time, Athletic gave him more space more trust and the fact that football isn't the main problem helps but a win is needed before Christmas or I can't see him staying there are positives in the athletic camp though and it's called loyalty not only are the players staying loyal to Berisso but this week Iker Munyain signed a new contract without a release clause he's the first player in La Liga to do that saying I didn't want one because I don't want to be sold and that is a one club man okay cheers Alex That's been a long time in coming, but Valencia fans can finally say they've won at home in the league this season. 3-0 at home to Rayo Vallecano for their third straight win in all competitions and fourth in five games. A few demons exercised, relief all round. Here's our Paco Bolit who watched the game at Mestalla. Finally, the goals reigned over Mestalla. Santi Mina had in store plenty of flair to become Valencia's top scorer in only a matter of weeks. Against Rayo, he got his third brace of the season in all competitions and his hands down their most most informed player. Bad luck again for Rodrigo Moreno, so important for his team with two assists, but once again unable to score. Gameiro rounded off the score and who knows, maybe the strikers regain some of that lost confidence towards upcoming games and they will surely need it. Juventus away, Real Madrid away, Sevilla home, Manchester United home, a very, very tough run of games, but we'll see if these back-to-back wins in La Liga boost the team's morale towards this very challenging end of 2018. Thanks, Paco. Well, Marcelino said the win could have come much earlier. Too right. It's the first time Valencia have won at home in La Liga in 188 days. And he praised Rodrigo for his contribution despite not scoring. And on Gonzalo Guedes, he explained the pacey Portuguese winger was physically limited right now and that they hope his injury niggles can disappear over time. But what about Valencia fans and their reaction? It's been quite a while since Valencia won at home without big suffering. Probably this will bring confidence 
to the players and the next games we will see a different level. With these two wins the players are going to get a great motivation and I think they are going to start winning more matches and hopefully we are at the top of the Liga. Okay, maybe top of La Liga is a bit ambitious, but improvement and a rise up the table is very possible. Now, as for Michel, the Rayo boss claimed that he wasn't too worried about his own future, despite his side being second bottom with seven points from 13 games and having the worst defence in the division, having let in 28 goals. Uh, Michel said that they have to be stronger defensively, obviously, even though Rayo do get into dangerous positions to hurt their opponents. Now, the other team in the Valentin community are Villarreal, and Javi Calleja was another coach under fire after his side's poor recent form, so a 2-1 win at home to Rabetis would have come as a real shot in the arm. And not much doing in the first half, goalless and rather dull, but two goals early in the second half changed all that. First, Gerard Moreno's header from a Santi Casorla corner, moments after Paulo Lopez had made a stunning save, that gave Villarreal the lead. And then pretty much immediately after that, Casorla won back possession in Betis' box, back heeled for 19-year-old Samuel Chukwese to curl home a second goal left-footed. He's now got three in all competitions. For Betis, Sergio Leon then set up the low knee Giovanni Lo Celso, whose touch and well-placed finish made it 2-1, but that was a mere consolation for the visitors. Now, Betis' next four games in all competitions are all at home. Olympiacos in the Europa League, Real Sociedad in La Liga, Racing Santander in the Copa del Rey, and Rayo in La Liga again. So time to bed down at the Benito Villamarín and string some wins together. A victory in that first game against Olympiacos on Thursday takes them through to the last 32 by the way and for Villarreal similarly if they beat Rangers at Ibrox they qualify for the knockout stages of the Europa League their next La Liga game is also away to the champions Barcelona the Monday night game was Real Sociedad against Celta Vigo Miguel Cardoso in charge of the Galicians for the first time having replaced Antonio Mohamed but he got off to a losing start 2-1 the final score as a Miquel Oyarzabal scored in the first half David Zurutusa headed home in the second a Celta striker Maxi Gomez had surprisingly started the game on the bench but he came off it to get his seventh goal of the season after superb work by Bryce Mendes. So that was 2-1, but not enough to get a point. It's finally a home win this season for Real Sociedad, and it means that Asir Garitano's side jump up to eighth. They're just one point off the European places. Celta have won one in ten in La Liga. They stay 15th, despite being La Liga's third highest scorers, would you believe? But they could get their revenge against La Real. The two meet again next week in the second leg of their Copa del Rey last 32 time. So this is how the table looks after 13 games. Sevilla are top with 26 points, Barcelona second on 25, Atletico third on 24, Alaves fourth on 23 points, Espanyol, Real Madrid and now Girona are fifth, sixth and seventh respectively. And the bottom, Huesca prop up the table on seven points, Rayo are second bottom with the same points but a slightly better goal difference and then it's Atletico a third bottom on 11 points. Immediately above them are Leganes on 13, Villarreal and Celta on 14 points but we are only a third of the way through through the season. Uh, before we wrap up, a quick reminder of where you can find the rest of our content. Our Twitter feed is at Lowdown, updated by all of the people you've heard on this podcast throughout the week. Uh, don't forget about our YouTube channel. Head to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Lowdown, or simply put Lowdown into your search engine. Our website www.laligalowdown.com has all of those bits and bobs as well as this mini pod which you can give a five star rating to if you so desire. Uh, keep supporting us on all of those platforms. We really do appreciate it. That's your Laliga Lowdown. See you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.